0: That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's a special edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 255, seven surprises after tracking every penny in and out of my life for nearly seven years, part one, by me, Justin Mollick. So this is not a typical episode today. I was gonna do my usual Minimalist Monday episode, but very recently found out that a guest post I wrote for budgetsaresexy.com is going live today, so I thought it'd be cool to read it to you. If you're new here, normally I read other people's blogs, people like The Minimalists, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, Derek Sivers, awesome people who are somehow tied into the personal development or personal finance or minimalism space. Basically, I read anything that I think will help you optimize your life. And very, very rarely I read my own material. I think the last time was 200 some episodes ago for episode 50 when I talked about lucid dreaming, which is a huge passion of mine. So I thought it'd be nice to do it again and maybe get you to come by my guest post and leave a comment over there. And just a really short backstory on this post. Well, actually, I take that back because I think I put the backstory in the post itself. So let's just jump right in and start optimizing your life. Seven Surprises After Tracking Every Penny In and Out of My Life for Nearly Seven Years, Part 1 by Justin Mollick with BudgetsAreSexy.com. In January 2010, I was wrapping up my last few classes of my MBA at Pepperdine University in beautiful Malibu, California. One of my first assignments in the new year was simple, track all of my income and expenses for one week and write about the experience. The only rule, track every single penny in and out of my life, whether it was spending thousands on a car or finding a quarter on the street. This was right up my alley as a data-obsessed Microsoft Excel nerd and Myers-Briggs type ISTP, also known as the craftsman, I quickly built a spreadsheet to help me track it all, complete with pivot tables to summarize the data by date and category. Over six and a half years and 7,500 rows later, my spreadsheet is alive and well, still summing up my income and expenses into pretty charts. While I watch my overall financial health every month and year and break it apart by category during tax season, I've never actually sat down and looked at the key takeaways. That is until J Money asked me to. Today, I'm gonna do something I've never done. I'm gonna make my expenses public and share seven surprises of this experiment. Surprise number one, living with roommates didn't save me a ton. In the last six years, I've lived in six different places in Southern California and in four different roommate scenarios. I went from a Seinfeld phase, living alone in a one-bedroom apartment, this was in Santa Monica, California, to a new girl or golden girls phase when I had three roommates at a house in West Hollywood, California, and everything in between. Yes, the rent and utilities were significantly cheaper on the latter, $13,500 versus $17,700 living alone. But living with roommates brings in additional expenses. Cleaning was difficult, so we got a housekeeper. That's $650 a year. My groceries went up because not everything gets split perfectly and food and supplies might go missing. That's $250 a year. Restaurant expenses increased because I was around more friends and acquaintances and was pressured to go out with them. That's another $750 a year. And I spent a lot more on gifts, $500 a year. Adding those factors in, I was still saving $2,000 a year on rent, but that only equates to $166 a month, which I probably could have negotiated when I lived alone or found a comparable apartment for that much less. Also, I wasn't sharing a kitchen, family room space, and parking. Instead, when I was living alone, I used every square inch of my apartment and lived on my own terms. If you're deciding to live with roommates, these are things to consider. Is it worth it to save $100 or $200 on rent to deal with the complexities of having one or more roommates? For many people like me, that extra cost makes sense. Or maybe you're an extrovert and simply love having people around. Surprise number two, having a significant other is expensive for me. How does relationship status affect your finances? Here's how it affected mine. When I was single, I spent somewhere around $1,000 a year on gifts. But once I was in a relationship, this more than tripled. This doesn't mean I was spending a lot more on my girlfriend necessarily, but when you're a couple, You get invited to your significant other's friends' engagement parties, weddings, birthdays, baby showers, and more, and you'll likely be chipping in for the gifts as well. Adding gifts for your significant other and his or her family, and it's easy to see that you'll be spending much more on gifts. But that's not all. While your groceries and restaurant expenses could stay the same if everything is split evenly, you'll likely attend more events as a couple, so it's safe to assume that expenses will go up in multiple ways. For me, the gifts category was the most noticeable. I spent a whopping $3,600 in gifts in 2015 compared to $765 in 2010. While a good portion of the gifts went to family, I dove into the line level and found that this was indeed mostly due to the change in relationship status. Surprise number three, cat ownership isn't as expensive as I thought. This clearly depends on your parenting preferences, but luckily I've done it both ways. In 2014, I was very relaxed with my cat. Maybe one vet appointment, she was fed dry kibble, and she didn't need a litter box of litter because she went outside. She was also old enough that she didn't need toys and distractions. Cat related expenses were very minimal. Cat bills in 2014, $312. Compare that with the very next year when I took a more proactive approach. I fed her high quality raw cat food and had a couple of her broken teeth extracted by the vet's recommendation. Cat bills in 2015, $1,375. That's a $1,000 difference. But even in the more expensive case, $115 a month or less than $4 a day to give my cat the best and have a furry friend roaming around, was worth it for me. Surprise number four. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Seven Surprises After Tracking Every Penny In and Out of My Life For Nearly Seven Years by me, Justin Mollick, with budgetsaresexy.com. And I will continue this tomorrow, but if you wanna get ahead and read it yourself, you can. It's up at budgetsaresexy.com as of today. And if you wanna show some love and share the post on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, that too would be greatly appreciated and make me so happy. Since I started this podcast, I haven't guest posted like this and it's super rare. So it'd be awesome if you can give this post a little extra exposure. And that's my only ask for today. If you enjoyed this first half, make sure you stay tuned for tomorrow's show, or if this isn't really your kind of post, come back Wednesday because things will be back to normal then, and I'll be reading from our usual authors. So in either case, stay tuned, and I'll see you next time, where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance.